which Utah football players made the biggest leap during spring ball. We're talking about that and more on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We're available on all platforms, including YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, we are almost at 1,050 subscribers, so appreciate all you guys for liking, subscribing, and supporting our show. You can follow us at Locked On Utes, or you can follow me at JT Wistersill. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And on today's show, we are talking about which Utah players made the biggest jump during spring ball, guys that maybe we didn't expect to factor into rotations or just kind of the expectations that they just basically surpassed. And in order to help me talk about those players, it's friend of the show and KSL sports is Michelle Bodkin and Michelle. I think when you're talking about the players who made the biggest leap during spring ball, I think it has to start with Brandon Rose. I mean, when mm-hmm. you're talking about Brandon Rose, you're talking about a guy who I know me personally. And I know it felt like most people had as fourth on the quarterback depth chart. When we're talking about if Cam rising is healthy and then third after that, it felt like I, I thought Nate was going to be the guy who's going to take in spring and then Bryson Barnes after him just for the experience. And I didn't expect the guy who was the scout team quarterback from last year to be able to make such a big leap just in one spring session. And that's what he was able to do. So all the credit in the world to Brandon in the media availabilities that we got to watch those final 20 minutes. He always looked like the best quarterback. He performed like the best quarterback in the spring game as well. And if the season were to start tomorrow and because Cam wouldn't be able to go in that case scenario, he would be the guy, which I, I still can't believe I'm saying that sentence. And it's a huge credit to him and his work ethic that he stepped up and made the plays to at the moment secure his spot as the backup quarterback on this Utah football team. Yeah, I think it's important to note Wit has said that this is not over. Yes. But if it if it were to be decided today, right here, right mm-hmm. now, we had to play tomorrow. Brandon Rose is the guy. Uh, and and to as you mentioned to his credit, he took advantage of every opportunity. Uh, you know, Nate Johnson was a little bit banged up. That gave him mm-hmm. a bit of an advantage, and he really kind of took it and and shined. Uh, so I, I think that's a positive development. And then, of course, you know, as we kind of turn our eyes to fall camp, if Nate Johnson happens, you know, to to play catch up through the summer and, and comes ready to roll in fall camp and really gives Brandon a run for his money, I think you have to feel pretty good as a Utah fan that you have some decent backup options, even, even with Bryson Barnes, you know, maybe getting sidelined a little bit uh, because of trying to figure out what they have in the two younger guys. But I, you feel good knowing you know what you have in Bryson Barnes. He's a tried and true kind of guy. And then, you know, anything that comes from the younger guys, I feel like is just a bonus. And again, just makes you feel a little bit more secure that uh, you might be able to get this done this year. Absolutely. So like we said, all the credit in the world to Brandon. It felt like he was the guy who really raised the most. Michelle, who would be your pick then after Brandon for a guy who you felt like really made a huge leap during spring ball? Well, I think we need to go to the defensive side of the ball. There there was a defensive equivalent that I felt like kept coming up, and that's Justin Medlock in the linebacker room. I feel like Justin is kind of the Brandon Rose of the defense, Mm -hmm. a guy that I think people were excited about. Uh, I think showed a lot of potential in his high school tape, got a little bit buried on the depth Mm -hmm. chart last year, Uh, you know, was maybe drinking from a fire hose, which is understandable. Freshman, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not everybody is a Lander Barton that just comes in ready to roll. That's a very unique 
trait being that young and being able to do that. But to Justin's credit, he also stuck with it. He didn't get discouraged, you know, that some guys passed him up. And uh, he really showed out this this spring camp, uh, had a couple of nice interceptions, takeaways, fumble recoveries, uh, just it, the reports were constantly, you know, he's been a maniac all over the field. He seems to understand, you know, what the assignment is, what we want him to do. And he, he, he's where he, we need him to be. And, and so I think he's earned, you know, a, a little, a little spot in the rotation. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with that position group because it is so deep and rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get a guy in Leavani Demuni who hasn't even set foot on campus yet. Obviously Lander Karene locked in there too, but Last year was really just three linebackers for this Utah team. It definitely feels like it's going to be four this year when you talk about Demuni and all the things that he's been able to do. Demuni, all the things he'll be able to do. And then you get Medlock as well. And just like you said, how he showed out. I mean, he led the spring game in tackles with 11 every practice, which, you know, all the coaches are always yelling, stay up and everything. So you're not even allowed to hit completely hard. But Medlock was always around the ball, shooting through gaps. The instincts were there. We know the physicality is. I love that you brought up the high school stuff because that was something that we know. The coaches were very high on just watching those old videos of Morgan Scally being like, this is a dude who just loves to hit. And, you know, they're really excited to get him up on the hill. And now that he has been there for a little bit, he's one of the guys in the linebacker room. So definitely a huge winner there. From there, I'm going to go with Mikey Matthews. I think Mikey Matthews is a guy we were just, you just mentioned like how hard it is from a freshman right away to come in and kind of play early on. And Mikey Matthews was able to do that in a lot of spring ball. We saw him on the field a lot. And then we saw him absolutely explode in the spring game, especially offensively where he was just lining up everywhere on the outside. And then what you're looking at, what he was able to do out there was really giant receiver. He had seven catches, 59 yards, overall and it was just fun to watch him be able to go out there and kind of do his thing and mikey's a guy who just offers the speed the very first media availability coach witt was talking about him and how he has like shades or just could see some britain covey basically to him which is extremely high praise that is very hard to earn in your very first practice but mikey is a very high recruit coming into this team a really explosive receiver and a guy who i think can contribute right away in the slot yeah uh mikey was a pleasant surprise uh i'm not sure i really kind of Hindsight's 2020. Maybe he shouldn't have been such a pleasant surprise because he really did kind of blow up in uh, the high school postseason stuff that he was doing, showed really well, um, was incredibly impressive. So he already was showing that he's capable of being one of the best of the best um, out of, you know, a very superior Mm -hmm. group of high school players. So that kind of gives maybe some hope that that would translate to the college level as well. And it appears that that's very much the case. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see exactly how many reps he gets. I think that's going to depend a lot on what does Utah do in the transfer portal as far as bringing in a few guys, because they did lose a couple of guys. And granted, this was by design. This was not anything that was shocking or surprising. This is what the coaches wanted. In fact, Witt kind of hinted that, you know, this was the plan all along. These were the guys that they kind of wanted, you know, to encourage to go someplace else because they have people in mind that they want to bring in that they feel like they can help Utah make that next leap. How much Mikey will be in that mix. Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting to see. It is going to be really interesting because like you said, they're definitely looking to bring in other guys there and it makes sense. Mikey is a true freshman and look, we saw Lander do really well last year, but it's not always the best thing to bet on true freshmen to shine on the field. So (laughs) it makes sense that they feel that way and that's the direction they were going to go in. But Michelle, who else are you kind of looking at that really surprised you during spring ball? 
uh, I, you, we're going to go with another wide receiver, Money Parks. Yes. Uh, you know, this this is a kid that's been on the team for a little while and he's shown flashes and has gone better, I think, year by year. Uh, you know, he, he had a couple of key plays in 2021. Uh, I'm thinking specifically that catch at USC yes. after after the, the bye week dealing with the Aaron Lowe situation. Uh, he came out with his hair on fire, kind of fell back again, uh, had his moments again in 2022, had some really, really key plays. Uh, that touchdown against USC in the championship game was incredible. Uh, he's a guy, I think, with a really high ceiling and, and has the ability to help Utah stretch the field. Uh, it's just been a consistency thing for him. Uh, and like I said, I think you've seen year-by-year year progression. Uh, Coach Witt did kind of call him out early on in spring and said that they need more consistency out of him. And it it looks like he answered the call. Uh because it from there on out, he was kind of another standout that was mentioned. And then he showed really well in that spring game, too. That that touchdown pass, was it from Bryson Barnes? Now I, I don't remember. Brandon. His, Brandon. It was, was it Brandon? Brandon? I was like, I don't remember which team he's on now. <laughs> but that that first touchdown pass mm-hmm. was awesome. I mean, that was haha, literally on the money. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's a guy that I look forward to. I I think. You know, there's some there's some real potential there um, to get something going with him, and and the year by year progression that he's shown, I think, is very encouraging. So hopefully, he's poised and set up to have a bigger 2023 year. Yeah, it definitely feels like you mentioned the spring game five for 71 for money. And look, we know Devon is going to be the number one guy on this team, but I would be shocked if Money Parks wasn't the two, even with the rumors about some of the talented guys they might be bringing in, especially with just how complicated we've heard this offense is to learn overall. So credit to those guys. And uh, speaking of how complicated this offense is to learn, that's going to be my third guy in a moment is how is I'm amazed at how quickly this one player came to the program and learned the offense. But we're going to touch on him in a second. First, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets tonight. The first game between the Lakers and Warriors, you know, everyone's going to be betting on that one, so you got a great opportunity to go make some money there. There are tons of other fun playoff matchups going on in the NBA. You can look at a player, see how you think they'll perform well that night, get promotions every day. It's a safe, secure app, and it's super easy to use. Plus, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet in on the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Michelle, the next guy I really want to focus on for just what he's done during spring ball is Spencer Fano. I mean, Mm -hmm. when you're talking about a guy who's come in and yes, he was a very high recruit for this team, but to already have basically to have during the spring ball portion to already be one of the backup offensive linemen is incredible. We've seen some players hit the transfer portal because basically it's like, wow, this guy came in right away and has already passed me on the depth chart. And I've been here for a couple of years. That's one of the challenging things that I, I feel for those guys, but it's also just like, wow, well, it's just such a credit to Spencer and what he's been able to do. He already looks physically bigger than I, the last time I remember seeing him on mm-hmm. a high school football field back in November. seems like he's really bought in. He's really committed. 
and added some strength and put himself in a good position. And he looks comfortable out there. He does not look like a freshman out there. He's not getting beat up and thrown around. I often will forget he's out there and then I'll be like, Oh, who are the tackles for Utah? And it's, Oh, one of them is Spencer. And he, he looks absolutely fine. So it, it's really hard to play in your first year as an offensive lineman. Even you get, look at all the first round picks that just went in the NFL draft. I think most of those guys did not start their first year. But Spencer's the kind of guy I would be shocked if he's not a starter in his second year. I just think when you look at the growth that he's experiencing and has already started to, I just think his stock is only going to continue to climb higher. And I was so impressed with what we saw from him during the spring portion of the season so far. Yeah, uh, again, kind of another pleasant surprise. Offensive line is not necessarily a spot or a place where you you know expect a freshman to maybe contribute. And mm-hmm. Based off of kind of what we've been hearing, it sounds like at the very least he could be in the rotation and he's someone that they maybe feel comfortable with uh, coming in if, if there's an injury or someone just needs a little bit of a breather or a break. Uh, so that's huge. I mean, that that's huge. That's again, that's just such an indication of what a talent he is and that he's a hard worker uh, because, yeah, uh, fresh freshman, you know, their pot, their bodies are just very, very different. Usually not always, but yeah, usually, right. Um, it usually takes a year in the weight room, nutrition, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff to get on board and be ready and prepared for the rigors of college football and, and the big defensive linemen that you're going to have to go after. And Spencer's kind of already there. So it's, it, this is going to be another interesting one to kind of sit and watch and see, you know, just how much he contributes as a freshman, again, on the offensive line, that's pretty unique and unusual. Yeah, it is a very unique group overall. And like I said, in Jim Harding, we trust because he's done a great job mm-hmm. getting these guys in positions, helping them grow their skills. Those guys have also been able to buy in. We see a guy like Brady Daniels who reaps the benefits of that ends up getting drafted in the fourth round. So credit to him for that. And Michelle, who's going to be your final guy that you were really impressed by during spring ball? You know, there's a couple of guys I could have gone with. I'm going to go with Miles Battle, though. Uh, This is a guy that transferred in from Ole Miss. He never really had to play man coverage. Uh, So, I mean, there was a deep learning curve there because that's mostly what Utah refers to play. And uh, from all accounts, it sounds like he picked it up quick. He was asking good questions. He was constantly in Coach Shaw's ear trying to learn and get, get on top of things. Again, you're asking a guy to come in and learn a very complicated system mm-hmm. within a year. And I think, you know, what what we're kind of seeing here is that spring ball for some of these guys absolutely matters. Uh, with Mo, Mo Diabate last year, you know, where would he have been if he had been able to participate in spring ball because he wasn't hurt? Yeah. Uh, I think I think those spring reps would have helped him out immensely. He probably would have hit the ground running a little bit quicker. Uh, it looked like those first couple of games, he really was kind of drinking from a fire hose until mm-hmm. he settled in. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, it sounds like Miles Battle has really benefited from from spring. It'll be interesting to see if that actually plays out on the field and if he hits the ground running a little bit quicker. The other part about Miles that like I'm super excited about, and it kind of, I mean, here I am, I'm about ready to age myself, you know, is thinking about that 2008 defense that had mm. Sean Smith, another big body, six foot four, 200 ish plus pound cornerback. That's just not something you see every day. And with the kind of receivers that come through the Pac-12 and the kind of quarterback play that's coming through the Pac-12 this year, I think having someone like Miles Battle out on the field and available to you is going to be a huge advantage for Utah. 
I absolutely agree. And I love that you brought up some of those older defenses because this is a group that feels like it could be really special this year when you factor in the returning players, some of the additions and the, the guys they've gotten and everything. And it is a great opportunity for them. And it's going to be fun to see what they were able to do. So those were our main guys that kind of surprised. Just wanted to throw in a few couple honorable mentions I had. Um, I mentioned Spencer Fano. I want to go with his brother, Logan Fano, mm-hmm. and I could rope, rope Chase Kennedy in there too. Honestly, I could put the entire defensive line in here. I thought there was most of the practices we watched, I felt like the defensive line, especially the one, was winning their battles against the one offensive line. And that is, includes, I should say, one-on-one, one, one or the first team versus first team. The guys like Logan and Chase Kennedy were second team guys, but when they got some of those opportunities, you know, with the way defensive linemen rotate in and out so much that those guys were still winning against the first team guys sometimes. And I was really impressed by then. Davita Fotu is another guy on the interior. Uh, Noah Benny, I thought he flashed a lot of things too. And he, we didn't get to see Isaac Vaugh. We saw, kind of saw him in and out sometimes. I think there might have been some injury mm-hmm. stuff there. But mm-hmm. he's another guy too. Whenever he was on the field, just a physical presence. I was really, I got, was very excited about what he was able to bring to the team. And I'll say Miki Sugataraga for how quickly the coaches moved him over there. And he really seems to have settled in at tight end as their new Logan Kendall replacement. And I do think he's going to offer some things to the team overall this year. So those were kind of my main honorable mentions. Was there any other guys I didn't mention or anyone else you wanted to throw in there, Michelle? No, I think you I think you pretty well covered the ones that I probably would have thrown out there myself. Uh, I will say I think that the development at the defensive line was a very, very pleasant surprise because going in, it felt like we were all still kind of questioning, you know, is there enough depth there? Mm -hmm. And then I don't know, two or three weeks into it, it's like we're deep. (laughs) We're deep at defensive line. We're very pleased and very happy both at the tackle and the defensive end spots. So it's, again, that's exciting. Uh, Most of Utah football's best defenses have had a really deep defensive line, have been able to trade guys in and out seamlessly, keep bodies fresh, keep guys from getting hurt, uh, and just really keep the pressure up all game long. So it's going to be fun to see what this group can actually do when it comes time to play games. It is going to be really fun to see what they can do. And one of the things I love that you brought up was just how this was a group that they were potentially maybe mentioned like they might be looking to add more guys and they feel good about the depth. We know now we are in transfer portal season where you are going to be looking at a couple positions and adding more guys overall. And uh, tomorrow I'll be joined by Ute Zone's Dante Guardi to dive more into the transfer portal stuff. Michelle, I would love to get your thoughts on where you think what positions the Utes are going to be looking at to add through the transfer portal. Yeah, I, you know, I think the big ones are really going to be wide receiver and uh, tight end. I, mm-hmm. I think they are going to want to bring in maybe one more tight end and a hand, a handful of wide receivers. Um, but those were kind of the only two areas that really were talked about as being an area of concern. I think there's also, you know, a possibility that they maybe look at like another DB, specifically mm-hmm. maybe a safety Um if the right one comes along, I, I don't think they're going to take just anyone. Actually, in, in this case, they're not taking just anyone at any of those positions. Yeah. Uh, Utah is really in a place where they have that luxury. And, and I know that maybe freak stands out a little bit because they are thin at wide receiver. But what I'm saying with that is that Utah is in a position where they're interesting to top wide receiver transfer prospects. And so this isn't going to be, you know, uh, we'll just grab whoever we we can take. They can actually take their time, vet, and really try and figure out, you know, who's going to be the best fit and who's really going to help them take that next job. 
You're absolutely right. And one of the reasons they're in that position is because now not only are they winning Pac-12 championships, but they're also putting players into the NFL draft back-to-back years with first-round picks. Also had other players selected throughout the draft overall. It was another really successful weekend for the Utah football program. Michelle, what were your biggest takeaways from the Utes getting picked in the draft? It just... Again, it's it's just the growth of this program, mm-hmm. right? Like, so Dalton Kincaid became the tenth first round pick that Utah's ever had yeah. uh, going to the Buffalo Bills, which, by the way, such a great fit for him yes. both on and off the field. I think uh, so. I'm thrilled for him. I'm so happy for him. He's earned it. He's deserved it. Um, the other part of it is, again, I think a bit of a testament to Utah's ability to finding under the radar talent. Nobody mm-hmm. was looking at Dalton Kincaid, mm-hmm. not, not a single person. Utah was the only one. Uh, and, and to see him, you know, make that jump to really buy in and, and do the work himself, but also having a team like Utah believe in him and being willing to pour into him uh, to get him ready and get him there is huge. And the the other first round pick that they had, of course, was Devin Lloyd. And Devin Lloyd's a very similar story to Dalton Kincaid. Yes. Nobody was looking at him. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, again, I think this is just a, a perfect display of Utah is so good at finding talent and developing it and making it first round yeah. ready or just draft draftable in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I having guys like Momad Diabate even signing a, a undrafted free agent deal. I mean, and he signed a really good deal so <laughs> I, for an undrafted free agent. Uh, not every undrafted free agent gets that deal. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and, and then of course, Braden Daniels is another guy that I think kind of a little under the radar. And I think so much of it's because he's just so quiet uh, and, and just puts his nose down and does the work, but the film don't lie. And, mm-hmm. and the test results at the combine don't lie. And so, you have a guy like him getting taken. And then, of course, you know, you always have that like plucky kind of underdog guy that maybe doesn't fit the mold. And this year it was Clark Phillips. Last year it was Bryn Covey. Uh, you know, so it's it's just again, it's it's a testament to Utah can find talent anywhere. Utah can develop talent anywhere. And if you really believe and you buy in and you do the work you have a great chance of making it to the next level. You absolutely do. It's a testament to those guys. It's a testament to the program. It's just one of the other reasons to be really excited about the future of Utah football. And Michelle, if people want more Utah football news, where should they head over to read about it? Yeah, so you can go to kslsports.com, click on the little Utah Utes tab, and that will bring you to everything that not only I write, but some of some of our other producers write as well to kind of help me out. And then, of course, you can also follow me online, uh, Bodkin KSL Sports, both for Twitter and Instagram is where I mostly post and and keep you up to date on stuff. So definitely make sure you guys head over check out all that stuff and those social media links also as i mentioned tomorrow's show we will be diving into the transfer portal and where the utes may be looking to add but michelle thanks for joining us no problem always happy to that's gonna do it for today's edition of locked on utes but we'll see you tomorrow